Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly show that's dedicated to helping entrepreneurs get inspired, gain knowledge, and learn skills to help propel them forward in their business. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Katie Vaz. Katie is an illustrator, author, hand letterer, and graphic designer. She was on our show last year, and we've asked her back because she's just released a new book called Make Yourself Cozy, A Guide for Practicing Self-Care. Katie, welcome back. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, I'm so excited. I really enjoyed you the first time around. And um, I know you've been really busy since we last spoke. What What have you been up to? Yeah, it's been a really busy year, um, but that's a good thing. (laughs) Uh, So since we last spoke, I worked on a book called Make Yourself Cozy. I worked on it for about six to seven months or so, and uh, it was just published this past October. So on October 2nd, it came out. It's in stores everywhere books are sold. And um, yeah, it's a really big project, but I'm, I'm super excited that it's out in the world now. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the book. It's beautiful. I have a copy here and I love it. Um, Thank you. You had a lot of other stuff going on. You got married. Yes, there's a lot of uh, adult life things. <laughs> I bought a house. Congratulations. Um, I bought a house. Thank you. And, and I got married in September. Um, it made for a really busy year on top of trying to work on a book, too. <laughs> Sometimes I can be a little over ambitious, I think, with things like that. But. It was also a lot of really good stuff, so although it was busy, it's been a really exciting adventure of a year for sure. Well, yeah, congratulations on your house and your marriage. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm sure that both of those things really tie into a lot of the topics in the book because uh, you said one of the reasons you wrote the book is to help you deal with your anxiety, which you're public about, you know, talking about. So... um, I yeah. would imagine that getting married and buying a house and writing a book that might like give a person a lot of anxiety. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I, like you said, I've had anxiety and I've been very open about it. And uh, a couple of years ago, I started having it mostly with um, different events I had to go to for work, like craft shows and interacting with people would just kind of set off a lot of anxiety in me. And uh, so since then, that was probably in like 2000. 13 or 14, I'd say, and I've been to counseling for it where I learned a lot of really great tips. So since then, I've been able to put it into practice through a lot of things in life. Um, This year, especially, I had to take a lot of moments for myself and and not feel guilty for it. And uh, there definitely were some normal freakouts, I would say, but (laughs) nothing out of the ordinary. I think um, using self-care really kept things in check and Uh, made it bearable, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's so valuable for many people to know, because it seems to me like, I don't know the official statistics, but it seems like anxiety disorder is something that's on the rise. Do Do you know anything about the official numbers? Um, I don't know anything about the official numbers, but I actually was just um, reading about that because I know that some people say like it's sort of just like a buzzword that a lot of people like to throw around, which I don't, I don't think it is. I think a lot of people struggle with it, but I think there's a lot more awareness about it now and it's more, 
uh, like okay to talk about it in public. I think it, it should have been before, but it wasn't. So I think it's something that a ton of people have always struggled with, but it wasn't necessarily something people knew, like maybe they didn't have a word for what they were feeling or they were ashamed about it. So I think it might be the same, um, but people are more open about it. With that being said, though, I know that recently there's been, I think, a lot of like, uh, like it's glamorized to be busy and to be overworked somehow. That like if you're not busy, you're lazy. So I think that has definitely played in, uh, played a part in it. Whether that's actually increased numbers, I'm not totally sure, but uh, that's at least what I think about it. Yeah, I think you're right, and. You know, I think it's like social media is always on. I know yeah. that there's a lot of research that in that, like especially women have um, many pressures on social media, men and women, but girls can be mean on social media, you know, and they can. Very <laughs> true. Always, yes, it's easy to compare yourself to other people and to feel like you always have to be projecting some kind of like perfect image or something. And that's very stressful. Totally. It is in so a, stressful. Yeah. In addition to being so busy. Right. I think I remember reading someone, um, they were talking about that same idea and they're like, remember that what you're seeing in your day-to-day life are the ups and downs and the the normal parts of life. But on social media, it's almost always like the highlight reel of someone else. But if that's all you see, it's really hard to feel like, you know, it's not like that for them all the time when you're over here struggling. But I think that's an important thing to remember is that a lot of people aren't sharing the normal parts, the, you know, the down part of life or just like the normal struggles that, that happen. So I think, I didn't even recognize that at first. I found myself in that trap of just thinking like I was doing everything wrong and I wasn't doing enough and everyone else made it look easy. But once I started remembering that, then it was it was a lot easier to be like, okay, I can be happy for that person because that's something good that happened to them. But I don't necessarily know what they're struggling with and you know, they don't know what I'm struggling with. So yeah, I think that's that's helpful to remember. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's necessary to remember because it is so easy to fall into the other side of that trap. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely. Yeah. And I think like once you get sucked in a little, sometimes it's very hard to escape that. Yeah, it it definitely can be. And um, so, you know, I, I absolutely do feel like anxiety or stress or um, this feeling of always being working or always being on is more prevalent these days. And whether someone has an actual anxiety disorder or just feels a little stressed, a lot of what you share in your book um, can be very helpful. So before we started chatting for this podcast, you and I were um, just talking about entrepreneurs specifically and um, your thoughts around them helping themselves not be so stressed out all the time. So you're an entrepreneur. What what special challenges do you think? Um, this breed of person faces? Well, for me, in my experience, the one thing that I've struggled with a lot is putting an importance on me time. So as the only person working in my business, I'm a one woman show, I feel the pressure to be constantly working 24 seven. I know that's not realistic. I know that a person with a traditional job goes to work, comes home, sleeps and all that. But for me, even though I know those things, I always feel guilty to like 
not eat breakfast at my computer or pause for lunch, like taking time to sit at my table and eat lunch and not be working somehow feels frivolous. I I don't really know where that came from. Um, So for me, I think like just putting a focus on me time and making sure that I have enough of that has been a really helpful tool in practicing self-care to keep me sane and keep me healthy. And in the end, it also makes me more productive and more creative. I sometimes lose track that if I if I don't have enough me time, if I'm always working and not sleeping well and exercising, I don't really produce the best work. But I think it's really normal and easy to, to lose sight of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be hard to put up those barriers and to feel and to not feel constantly guilty. And I think it's it's entrepreneurs, but it's so many people. It's um maybe students, college students or new moms or you know anybody that feels like they always should be doing something else, but definitely remembering to refill your own resources, your own well, you know, is so important. Right, exactly. It's like, I mean, it's kind of a cliche to say, but the if you go back to the example on airplanes where they say to put on your mask before someone else's, I mean, it's still like the same idea of that. And um, for some reason with, like you said, with, with being a mother or a student or an entrepreneur, I think it's, it's, I don't know, for some reason, it's just easy to lose track of that. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I, I don't know the whole like scope of the reason why that is, but I, I just do feel like it's truth. Yes. So um, I, I so appreciate your book, Katie. Thank you. I, I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And it's, it's the kind of book that you just want to hold in your hand. Like, do you even have an electronic version of this book? Um, well, I have the files on my computer. But not like an ebook. Um, I believe there is an ebook version, but I, I don't think I have it right now. You know, even if there is an ebook version, I feel like this is the kind of book you want to hold in your hand and you just, it's such a beautiful book. Can you kind of describe what it looks like? Yeah, I, I agree. I think so the, on the cover and, and throughout the book, there are a ton of illustrations that I made. Um, I used a color palette that I felt was very cozy. Um, so I think the combination of the colors and the illustrations are very heartwarming and soothing. Um, you know, just like very simple things to, to bring you joy or remind you of things that make you happy. Um, I am a fan. I've always a fan of reading books in general. Um, with the actual hard copy, I love the feel of paper. And I, I know that in this book, there's a really nice, uh, paper use and it's like a pretty like creamy ivory color. And I think that just adds to the overall cozy feel of the book. So yeah, I agree that there's something a little extra about having a hard copy um, to like to interact with. And I you would miss that a little bit with a digital copy, I think, although it would still be useful. But there's something extra special about a hard copy for sure. Yeah, I think so. This book is just so tactile and, and it is beautiful. Your illustrations are whimsical. They're uh, they you. make me smile. They make me happy. Good. <laughs> So I, I just love it. And in this book, we have um, recipes, we have quizzes, we have like so many tips. How did you decide what goes in here? Uh, well, a lot of the ideas are, are just based on different ways that I've practiced self-care in my own life. So it's a lot of tips that I've learned um, throughout the couple of years of managing anxiety and normal 
life events um, that I've translated into simple ways for other people to practice them through, like you said, through different charts. Um, there's like fill in the blank areas where people can add their own drawings or, or have like a space to journal. Um, so yeah, so it's just, it's basically just the things that I've found useful in my own life. I've, I've always, for some reason, been drawn to things that are cozy when I feel anxious or sad. It's really been helpful for me to, uh, pause and, and slow down when I, when I reach for things that are cozy, it's very helpful for that. And you know what I love about your book is that these these things you're suggesting in here, they're easy to do. They're they don't they're not expensive. They're not it's not like you're recommending a, take a trip to Tahiti, which would be lovely. Right. That but, would be lovely. <laughs> you know, but not practical. And and the things in this book are you know, you could you don't have to really prepare much to do any of them. You um you can just open the book up, get an idea, and pretty quickly implement it. Yeah, that's that's definitely something I wanted to really come across in the book is um, for one thing, you don't have to follow the book in order. You can flip to a couple pages in a day. You can flip to one. It doesn't have to be in any particular order. And um, I know for me, when I'm feeling like I I really could use some self-care, I don't always have the most energy and I didn't want the book to make anyone feel any more stressed out than what they already are. I wanted it to be very simple and soothing. And uh, I also wanted to share the idea that that self-care doesn't have to mean going out and buying stuff and spending money. It could be something like just eating your food mindfully or maybe treating yourself gently the same way you treat a friend who is going through something difficult. It can be, um, I, think, I feel like peace can be found around you with the things you already have. It doesn't have to be anything that's really hard to get or unattainable. Yeah, and you had simple things in there like um, taking a bath or a shower and really being mindful of the water and the way the water feels on your skin. Simple. Yeah, I think it's one of those like ordinary things that we all take for granted because we have it so easily. But sometimes I think about how much I hate cold showers (laughs) and sort of just like tuning into that and realizing how like, uh, grateful I am that I have access to a hot shower every day and how good that feels. And just focusing on the sensation of how good that feels really pulls my mind out of whatever spiral it was in, you know, overthinking or worrying about something. I think that's something else that's, that's really important to know is that like, if you can sort of tune into something that you feel or smell or hear, it can distract you from all the other bad feelings that you might be feeling. Yeah, that's great, Katie. And you've got, um, like I said, you've got recipes in the book. Um, How did you pick those? These are some of my go-to recipes that I like making myself, actually. Um, I'm a big fan of cozy, rustic food. So I love baking and cooking, and I, I love following sometimes very intricate recipes. But I also love things that are quite simple and very customizable. Um, so with these recipes, that's what I wanted to focus on where pretty much it's just like a guide for you. Like here's a recipe that might be cozy and comforting, but you can fill in ingredients with your favorite things. So it doesn't always have to be the same thing every time and, and you can make it your own as well. Oh, that's wonderful. And what level of cooking ability is required for your recipes? Um, I don't think a, a high level of um, cooking skills. I think if you can read a recipe, um, if you've 
cooked anything at all before, that should be enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did seem pretty simple, which I, again, appreciate that you're not stressing people out more with, <laughs> with like right. a Martha Stewart, you've got to be perfect <laughs> recipe. Yes, I know. Sometimes they, when you want to cook or bake something, it's to soothe yourself as well. So I don't want anyone to feel extra stressed out about it. <laughs> No, absolutely. And one of the exercises, or I guess exercise is the wrong word, but one of the suggestions in the book was um, pretend it's the last day of the old century and there's no social media <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was something along those lines. Let's talk about that. What, what inspired yeah. you to include that? Yeah, so that, I mean, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning where we spend a lot of time on social media. I feel like, at least for myself, there's a lot of like shallow connections I have with the people around me. So the idea with that page was to think back to how we interacted with people before you would send a Facebook message or a text message or something. So that might mean like writing a letter to a friend you haven't talked to in a while. And there's something very cozy and, and simple about writing something on paper. And of course, everyone loves getting things in the mail. So it just makes the connection a little bit deeper and more special, I think. Yeah, I think it just helps you be a bit more mindful about how you're interacting with the people in your life. Yeah, I really liked that one. I thought, well, I'm going to do that. That that seems like an excellent exercise and something that would be really interesting to just kind of sit around without my phone for an afternoon and uh, get back to some of the basics, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Things like that bring joy and I kind of forget about it myself, you know, just connecting with a friend I haven't talked to in a while. It feels so good. And I, I'm always like, why don't I do that more often? But it get distracted with life and social media and work and things like that. So it's just a nice little reminder to for you to pause and, and do something meaningful like that. Yeah, and I think to me that's like the theme of your book is is it's this reminder to get back to something more meaningful, something richer. You've got a, another page I liked that was um, like two pie charts, and you fill in how you currently spend your free time and then what you could be doing with your time. <laughs> yeah, that was partly a, an exercise for myself too, actually. <laughs> so the idea is to um, kind of be self-aware about how much time you're spending worrying or comparing yourself to others or thinking of worst case scenarios. And I mean, those really don't accomplish anything. So I wanted to shift the focus into thinking, okay, I spend X amount of hours doing that, I could actually spend that same time learning a new hobby that I've really been wanting to try, or maybe calling a friend on the phone or writing a letter, things like that. And I think uh, once you are self-aware of it, it's a little bit easier to recognize that. And shifting your focus is uh, a big part of dealing with anxiety, at least in my experience. Um, because sometimes my mind can just spiral out of control and nothing caused it. It's just what I've been thinking in my head and, you know, I kind of go from zero to 60 so fast. So just taking a step away from that can really help. Mm, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And Katie, this book is not your first book. You've, um, you've created a book before it's, it's an adult coloring book is your, you know, your essence, you're an artist and it's this beautiful coloring book. This one is different. So what was your pro how was your process different between the two books? Was this one harder to create or easier? Um, I would say it was 
It was about the same. It wasn't any more difficult. Um, It was a bit longer of a process. With the first book, my coloring book, it came out in 2016, and I had a a much shorter time frame to work on that book. Um, And that one was only um, black and white drawings because it was a coloring book for, and it was inspirational saying. So the ideas behind the books are actually kind of similar, but with Make Yourself Cozy, I wanted to go a little bit deeper and kind of touch more with like the actual tips that I'm using in my own life and have a combination of more than just coloring things in. So to have pages that maybe make you think a little bit deeper or have tips for things you can do in your life or or in your home. So with this one, I wanted to make it a bit more interactive. And Kitty, when you're doing these beautiful illustrations, do you start with pen and paper or is this all done electronically? What's your process? I actually use a combination. So I'm still a fan of drawing with pen and paper. I do have an iPad now that I sometimes use with the Apple Pencil. But currently, my process is to sketch on paper with a pencil and then go over that with a black ink pen. And then I either take a photo or scan it and then import into Photoshop, where then I use a digital process to refine the illustration a bit and then add color, either right in Photoshop or using my iPad. Oh, that's really cool. And have you always worked like that? Um, I've actually always started the process working on paper with an ink pen that always felt natural to me I know there's like a million ways to illustrate something I've tried a little bit uh, like watercolor painting I've also tried drawing directly on the computer and I think both are really interesting and fun but for me it's always been way more natural to do the pen and paper process first and I don't I don't think I'll ever get away from that even though the iPad and the pencil are so cool and it's like so futuristic sounding there's something about the like feel of paper that I still really love and I don't think that can be matched completely yet mm-hmm. no I, I would agree with that and so what's next for you what do you have another book in the works already I do yes so on top of all the other things I've been doing this year I'm also working on my third book right now and uh it's due in November, so this month, yeah, so I'm down to crunch time. Oh, wow, um, what's that book about? Yeah, so that one is called The Escape Manual for Introverts, and it's also based on my life experience. <laughs> it's uh, going to be another illustrated book, but it's about uh, how to get out of social situations as an introvert. So this one is actually more of like a funny, humorous book, so not all of the tips are totally serious, but I've <laughs> separated everything into different categories of how you know somebody. So like friends or coworkers or strangers and the escapes get more crazy with the least that you, with the least amount of knowing a person. So <laughs> it's more of like a, not as serious book, not as a, um, like with make yourself cozy, it's very, uh, deep and, you know, touching base about like anxiety and things like that intro, the introvert book is much more lighthearted. So that's been really fun to work on something very different from what I've done before. And it's also been really fun to think of all of the ways that, you know, I've had these excuses in my life and I'm sure other introverts would totally relate to it. Well, as a fellow introvert, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm really... <laughs> when does that one do out? Uh, that one will be due out next summer, I believe. 
Oh, wonderful. Well, that I look forward to that, too. Yeah, and I'm really excited Katie, about last it. time you were on the show, we talked a little bit about your business and your, your vision for your business, because you don't just do books, right? Right. Yeah. I actually started um, back in, like, 2012 or 2013 more as a graphic designer. So I do some freelance graphic design work for various clients. And I also have a stationary line that I sell on Etsy and in local brick and mortar shops. And I actually still do all of those things. So I've found that a combination of different things like that, different sources of income has, it's what's working for me. Um, and it also keeps things interesting. I feel like I might get bored if I kind of picked one and, and got rid of the rest. So I enjoy very much doing a combination of things. So you as an entrepreneur, you're really walking the 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 talk, I guess, of um, following your passion and doing things that really interest you. Is, have you, is that accurate? Have you been able to successfully eliminate work um, for the most part that you really don't enjoy? Um, that's the dream for sure. <laughs> I would say that I feel very lucky to do what I do. There are some projects they that I may work on that I feel like, uh, maybe I wouldn't have said yes if, you know, money wasn't an issue, but I feel like it's always kind of a thing you're thinking about as a self-employed person. But I think that it, there's like a source of comfort in doing projects like that. Like maybe I might not enjoy it, but, um, I do like finding stability in certain projects like that. Like maybe it's not as cool or creative as something else I'm working on, but it, uh, keeps me learning. It stretches my skills. And, and again, when it pays the bills, sometimes it's just really nice to have that in the background. Um, but right now, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that you said that because as entrepreneurs, many of us are in the same boat and we're lucky when we get to work on the projects that really light our light us up. But, um, when I think it's important to have those projects, whether or not they're for money. Right. Definitely. I agree. Yeah, and I found that working, I, I'm working on my own book, and oh, it, there's something about it that it's just such a passion project for me that sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I just want to write, and I'm excited about it, and um, before I started working on my book, I had kind of forgotten some of that, so I feel like if people can find something that they're so jazzed up about, it's a really good thing, and it it can help you in your some of the work that you you have to do it can help you do that with more joy and passion too definitely I think when you find a, a project like that the creativity just seeps into other things because you're so overwhelmed by it I think you're right that it is helpful to have that because it does improve everything else and I think a lot of cool projects that end up being like actual projects or paid projects start from passion projects and maybe if someone starts with just being super inspired by an idea and they're not really sure where it's going most of the time that actually leads to something and I think there's got to be something to it where if you have that much passion about it it's sort of just it kind of works out in the end I feel like because you've you put so much work and energy into it that there's really nowhere else for it to go it, it just goes into something like that yeah, it's so exciting when you can find that. It's definitely something that I'm very aware of right now and always want to have in my life in, in some way, shape, or form. And uh, I don't know if a couple of years ago, I don't know if I was so intentional about it, but now I'm very aware and very intentional. So 
I don't know if, if anyone's going to uh, learn anything from that tip, but I would say that it's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I think, I mean, when you're busy with maybe your plate's full with a lot of projects that seem to be the kind that's not as enjoyable, sometimes you don't have the energy to do anything beyond that. But I think you're right that if you can make a little time for that, it kind of opens more time up in the future and you, it sort of expands into everything. Yeah, absolutely. So with everything you have going on, what is your strategy with your schedule? Do you have all your time like carefully scheduled out or do you just kind of go with the flow? Oh, I always wish that I had my time scheduled out. (laughs) It's sort of been a reoccurring goal every single year is that I, I would love to be able to work in blocks of time that are very structured. And sometimes I can stick with that for a little bit, but um, kind of like what you were saying before, like when inspiration strikes on something, you have to work on whatever that is. And I find that happening that maybe I've set aside time for something between nine to 11, but I, I wake up and I feel so inspired to work on something else. And I just have to, while that creativity is there. So more often than not, I just go with the flow and try to fit into some sort of reasonable schedule, but my work has always been very flexible throughout the day, I think. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's, and you kind of set it up like that too. You should take some credit for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Katie, it's been awesome talking with you. I really love your book and uh, thank you for sharing it with, with us and talking about it today. Is there anything else you want to add before we kind of wrap up here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. Um, I guess the last point I would want to touch on or, or just reinforce is that for any other entrepreneurs out there, uh, I just wanted to say, like, don't feel guilty about having me time. Um, maybe that already comes easy for you, but maybe it doesn't. And I know from personal experience, I, I always feel really guilty for giving myself me time and time to pause and you know, practice self-care, exercise, sleep well, and and eat really healthy. So I know if anyone else is feeling like that, I just want to share, like, don't feel guilty about it. It's necessary and it's very, very important for your work and for yourself. Yeah. And speaking of schedules, you can like schedule that right in and treat it like an important meeting. Honor that. Yeah. I, I try to think about that with uh, exercise in particular for me, for some reason, I always cut that out first, even though that's like a very obvious, important part of a healthy lifestyle. But I find that if I try to schedule in a walk or, or going for a run, I feel so much better. And in the end, I get the same amount of work done that I would have without doing it. I've kind of realized that, that even if I say, oh, I'm too busy, I can't go for a walk or something, then I just feel very sluggish and I'm not even working as, as more, as efficiently as I could. So in the end, I found that actually taking time for things like that, it doesn't get in the way like I always think it will. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, realizing that is super important. Even, you know what, even a quick nap sometimes feels very indulgent, but can be a great investment. I actually, yeah, I should mention that, that uh, about three or four days a week, I often take like a 10 or 15 minute nap. And I, I've always felt guilty about napping. It's like something that, I don't know, you only do when you're sick or something. But I've found that if I am feeling so tired that I can't even keep my eyes open, so I'm obviously not like being very creative or efficient. If I take a short nap, 
on my hot pink couch in my office, <laughs> I wake up and I feel so rejuvenated. And I have so much energy. It's just like a little, like little cat nap, really. That's all it is. But it helps so much. And in the end, I'm way more productive than if I hadn't napped. So yeah, yeah that's another thing. Don't feel guilty about that either. <laughs> How about don't feel guilty about anything? Just like, <laughs> what does that's stuff true. go? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a life motto. I like to try to think about also, it's, there's a lot of like shoulds in life and, you know, shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that. And it just creates unnecessary guilt for sure. Mm, absolutely. Well, Katie, it was really great talking with you. Um, what's a good way for people to get in touch with you or see more of your work? Um, a good way is to visit my website at katievaz.com or to follow me on um, Facebook or Instagram. I believe my uh, profiles will be linked in the show notes. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll put all your links in there and yeah. your Etsy and your email and all of that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, those are usually the best ways. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you, Katie, for being here again. It was great talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It was great catching up and chatting. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks, everyone, for listening to today's show. My guest was Katie Vaz. You can find this interview, links to Katie's website, social media pages on our website, ellenbarton.com. Thank you again for listening, and please check us out again next week as we release another interview with an inspirational entrepreneur. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.